Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Monday edition is here of Fantasy Sports today. We almost have four weeks of the NFL fantasy season in the books. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish will review it all starting now. Sports today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh, Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Toss to White. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia here with you on the show. It is Monday. It is the last Monday in September. They say that the football season flies by. Well, it certainly does. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Of course, Sean Guastamaki is producing this show along with Joe Pizzapia. I am Craig Mish. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizzapia 17 Follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. Baseball season also coming to an end. We'll touch on that in this show, too. We got the wild card games coming up tomorrow, and we will... Certainly touch on the baseball postseason for sure. An exciting way to finish off the season. But, uh, Joe, uh, interesting day, I thought, of football yesterday. Some things that weren't ha- were not happening early on in the season started to happen a little bit more yesterday. Uh, but in general, we did see a couple games with a lot of points, which makes for a very exciting finish for the day on Sunday. Well, it certainly made for some crazy DFS totals. I can tell you that. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I did. You know, I expected it to be a bit of a shootout with the Rams. But I don't think anybody could have expected 95 points. That's a lot of points in an NFL game. Uh, very, uh, very fun game to watch if you are not a fan of the L.A. Rams. And uh, certainly from a fantasy perspective, a lot of things you can take away. And I think also at this point, now that we basically are heading into October, I think we have a pretty good idea about the identity of some of these teams. The first week of the season, a lot of things get overrated. Then you go into the second and third week, and there's some ups and downs depending on matchups. By now, by now, as we get into October, I think we have a clear identity of both the positives and then the deficits of some of these teams out there uh, this year. And I'll tell you what, uh, I think we have a couple clear favorites already heading into this year in the AFC for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, no doubt about it. Really exciting finishes to some of the games yesterday. And uh, luck, luckily for me, uh, both Saturday and Sunday, well, I'm lucky on a couple of the games, actually. But lucky for me, I was able to watch uh, all of the games yesterday, uh, all most Saturday and almost uh, all of Sunday yesterday without any interruption, which is rare around here. But I got a chance to do it. And you know, speaking of which, it is, you know, you go back to that game here just for a minute here, the Rams and, and Browns, or I'm sorry, the Rams and Bucks. I do want to touch on that real quick. The Rams did end up scoring a lot of points. And when we look back at the end of the year, as the stats begin to accrue for a lot of these players on the Rams, it, it may look at the end of the year, Joe, like a Rams team. You know, it may look 11 and five. It may look 12 and four or 13 and three. I mean, they're still a very good team. But just something seems to be off with them this year. And I think it's even more than Goff, Joe. Like, I I can't really put my finger on it, but in no way, shape, or form should Tampa Bay take it to the Rams like that, especially coming off their performance last week. And and I I would say this. I think the NFC at this point, it looks kind of wide open to me, which, which makes for some really interesting futures bets. If somebody took a team, for example, to win the Super Bowl, and by the way, Joe, speaking of which, a good percentage of the country, probably 15, 20% of the country, 
uh, lost with their survivor pick, I'm sure, yesterday, taking the Rams as well. I mean, they were probably weren't the number one pick overall. Everyone's just fading the Dolphins, of course. But uh, but the Rams were probably the second most picked team. And so if you had two entries in a survivor pool, in all likelihood, one was the Rams. Yeah, the one I'm in, uh, I would say a third got knocked out on that. So uh, yeah, yeah 20, and, 30%. That's and high. you know what? I think part of this is attributed to what happens every year, which is the team that loses the Super Bowl typically has a bit of a hangover the next year. Sometimes it lasts the first half of a season. Sometimes it lasts an entire season. And you just go back and look at it. Go back and look at the 15-1 Panthers. How did they do after they lost the Super Bowl? Go back and look at the... Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, after they lost that heartbreaking Super Bowl, the next year was not good. Uh, you know, just continues on and on and on. And the one thing about this Rams team, and we talked about it all week on the DFS shows and kind of reiterating it again right now, which is even last year, this Rams defense gave up a ton of big plays. They, they got into a shootout with the Vikings last year. They got into a shootout with the Saints last year. They just kept giving up giant chunks of yardage on big plays, and they did it again yesterday. And the biggest difference between this team and last year's is their commitment to giving Todd Gurley the football. Now, whether that's because he can't handle the workload or whether that's because they are just too afraid in terms of management that they're going to overwork him and ruin the investment they've made in him financially. I don't know where we're at because at a certain point, I think you have to look at it and go, well, if we don't control the pace of the game a little bit more, our defense isn't good enough to go out there and win games all the time. It's just not. You have some good players, some very high end talent on the defensive side of the football. But the problem is they keep giving up big plays in the secondary. They've always done it. Heck, they even did it in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they did. With, yeah. with the Saints, too. And that was a game they probably should have lost. They need to get back to running the football. And if they can't do it with Todd Gurley, they need to do it by committee. I know he had the two touchdowns, so I got my birthday wish, but I didn't get the 100 yards. But holy crap, how about Mr. Minshew? I mean, going in there, now the legend just continues to grow. Craig, this was another one. Unbelievable finish for this one. Yeah, and, and Denver was up 17-3, and my immediate regret was, and, and you know, with betting and these pools that we do, and we did not have a great week picking, and I'll, I'll get into that. I don't think but, anyone in any picks league had a good week picking. I actually stayed away from the entire betting slate this week. All, all the know, underdogs, all, like the under, all the underdogs more or yeah. less covered, which, um, and, and in the super contest, uh, four of the five most picked teams lost, so that tells you the books did really, really well this week. But Den- I did not take Denver anywhere. But uh, I was regretting not doing it. I'm like, you know what? I have to have a short memory with the halftime. I'm like, you know what? I have to have a short memory with this. I'm the one that says that. I'm the one that's a contrarian. Uh, and here I am. And Denver's at home. And they're doing what they do. And they're up 17. Th- and then they lost. I'm like, <gasps> wow, I dodged a bullet there. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the story was Fournette, of course. I mean, Fournette was an absolute monster. He was. And if this guy does this five times a year. It, it makes up for the other 11 times that he doesn't like they, like right. if he would just do this a few times. It'd be well worth it. Well, a couple of weeks ago, he did it in big chunks on the Thursday night game too. remember. He's, it's just, you know, like next week he'll have right. 15 for 30, which is fine. It is fine. Oh, yeah. You take it, that it, it, oh, in yeah. week 13 or 14 in the playoffs. If he goes 20 for 240, you take this is like a Derrick Henry season. Like you'll take it in a heartbeat as long as he does it eventually. But yes, no. I mean, look, at this point, that's what I was saying last week here on the show. Uh, the odds of Minshew to win rookie of the year. There's no way this week you get those same odds. There's no chance. And, <laughs> no, and now, you shouldn't. They go from 10 to 1 now. What are they? It's 8 to 1 next week. 6 to 1. What are they next week? 4 to 1. Like, if you were voting right now, and and, and Joe, when we did the show last week, Kyler Murray was 2 to 1. If, 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 if we did the show, by the way, Murray's odds will still be 2 to 1. But who would you take to win Rookie League? Would you? Oh, right I would now, be. I meant you. Take Minshew. You take Minshew. You take Minshew. That, that was a play. victory. Yeah. You are 100% yeah. right. That is That's one of those victories where if it happened, and you were not too, you know, enthused. And neither was I, to be oh, honest. Oh, I didn't not think they were going to win. The chances. You I don't think they're going to win next week either. I don't you think know what? And, and he's not the only one. Kyle Allen went into the Texans and <laughs> Houston and beat them too. Well, he didn't beat anybody. He didn't but I was just saying, they got the W. That's all that matters. <laughs> all that matters I, is I know, but, the if you're, but if you're looking at a guy who, 
No, you're right. The you offensive line carried the Texans really lost that game. Oh my <laughs> than anybody, I mean, that's well, just well, I mean, that team is that team is just paper. I, I mean, they to are. me, that's if if now they don't have a GM, but that's the team for shows, me. don't it? <laughs> if they did, if they did, and I was the GM, uh, I would not wait much longer on that situation. Like I, that there's too much talent there to play that the way that they're playing. But mm-hmm. it's very. I watch that game. It's very obvious what they're doing. And the Texans are just not adjusting. Um, speaking of which, the undefeated teams, Chiefs and uh, Patriots, they both, I would say, escaped with wins. I, I thought that, obviously, Detroit played very well against Kansas City. And then uh, Buffalo held their own, at least. Again, I never felt like New England was in jeopardy of losing. They, of course, didn't cover. But I never really felt like they were going to lose the game. But they definitely had the ball on the goal line a couple times. You know what? That was you know, stunning was to me at that point. Why McDermott, we had 11 minutes left in that game. They're on the goal line. And he went for it on fourth down. And all I kept thinking of was, your defense has been in this game the entire time. And I did nothing but talk up the Bills defense all week on this show, on every show, and how good they are. You go get that three. Take that three and then take a shot. You can get back into field goal range and send this game to overtime eventually. And if you can do that... All bets are off. You flip a coin, you get the ball first. Who knows what can happen? Who knows who misses it? Anything can happen in overtime. But to me, this was not shocking at all. This was exactly the kind of game that Buffalo was capable of playing. And I'll tell you what, you mentioned the Detroit Lions too. I don't know when people are going to wake up and realize the effort level this team gives on a weekly basis is fantastic. They don't have the talent that a lot of other teams do. They certainly have the talent that Kansas City does on paper. But my goodness, the effort level they give is tremendous. And that one play at the goal line there when the guy picks it up and runs the other way, that was the difference in that game after all was said and done. That was a controversial play, but the Detroit Lions are in it. And in an NFC that's kind of wide open, I wonder if they might actually be a playoff team this year. They're starting to look like it to me. Yeah, I'm still still very skeptical, but they, but there's no doubt they played very well. You can't take that away from them against Kansas City. And they, they really should have won the game, although uh, if I'm not mistaken, Butker missed a pretty easy field goal at the beginning of the game too. It would have uh, extended it a little bit. But hey, look, give uh, the Lions credit and the Bills. Both played tough, both covered. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. When we come back, it's time for the opening drive here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia here on FNTSY. Don't go away. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060 what's your irs problem Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game Of the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And here it is The opening drive on this Monday, September 30 of 2019 Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia Here with you on the show A very happy Jewish New Year to those of you who are listening to the show today and of course a very happy day for fantasy owners for different reasons yesterday joe in one of the most bizarre lines that you'll ever see jared goff throws for 500 517 yards that's like three games in 1986 for a lot of <laughs> i mean 517 yards oh. and dare i say he didn't look good again especially early on jared goff you could make the case costed the rams the win because they needed him to do all these things to get back in the game. Now, look, the Rams defense also was brutal. I will give them that. It was brutal. But, man. Yeah, you but you know what? How many times are you going to turn the ball over and put pressure on the defense? Yeah, yeah. There's only so many. I mean, don't let's not lose the three picks in this 500 yards. You know, the three picks is really what matters. You can have a 500 yards passing. That's great. That's fun to talk about. But three picks, that's the issue. And when your defense isn't playing well and you keep turning the ball over and stopping drives, that's an issue. And we'll look. They had 11 carries yesterday as a team, as a team. And I understand you could say, well, the game script and all this stuff. But at a certain point, you have to take control of the identity of your football team. And the identity of your football team has been winning, not because of Jared Goff all all this, you know, last two years. It's because of Todd Gurley and controlling the offense a little bit and controlling the clock. And they are just not doing that. Now, I, I don't know if they have to go back to the drawing board. You know, Sean McVay, I've been saying he's a wonderful football coach, a great offensive mind. But I think he's got to sit there and he's got to stop reading his own press clippings a little bit and go, all right, we need to figure out something else because you can't be at home and have your quarterback for 500 yards and expect to win football games when you're giving up 55 points. Like, you just can't do it. Something needs to change in the formula of their approach right now. So fantasy owners, you're right. You love the 500 yards, but it was one of the – was it the ugliest big 500-yard performance you've ever seen? I think it might have been. Yeah, one of them. And look, they can't run the ball. I mean, they just cannot run the ball. They can't, and, or they refuse to at this point. No, they, I don't. I don't think. Do you think they're just be, so in love with themselves and what nah, they can do through the air? I don't think they can run, man. I don't, I don't think they can oh, run. That, I mean, this carries. is four weeks already. I mean, look. But all uh, we look, heard it was Henderson and then Brown. And no, they're not giving those healthy. guys carry. There's not giving those. Nobody's guys. getting carries. That's what I mean. Nobody. Eleven. 11. Well, they were down fourteen nothing very quickly, and that's that was part of it. But I still also don't think. I mean, look. Either one, one thing or the other. Either Gurley is just simply not going to be, and we don't know the answer to this. But Gurley is simply not going to be what he was, and that's the end of it. Or they're being too passive with his usage. One or the other. I don't know which one it is. I have no idea. But we're going to know starting right now because... Something's got to change. I don't know who they play next this, week. At this, ahead, point, yeah. at this point, if they don't, starting next week, give this guy 20 carries. And that's all I'll ask for. 20 carries. It's over. That's it. Because now after you've lost and after all this stuff has happened, if you still are not going to go to him, well, then that's on you. Next uh, week they go to Seattle. He uh, Gurley has to get 17 carries in that game. And if he doesn't, they're going to lose. 
Uh, okay, second down, speaking of losing, Kirk Cousins, does anybody look <laughs> worse than this guy? Like, I understand uh, the Bears defense is by far the best in the NFL. They, uh, up the middle, are amazing. They were losing three. They lost three guys yesterday. One on the line, a linebacker, and a defensive back. It didn't make any difference. Anytime somebody gets close to the pocket, Cousins is a disaster. Joe, I, I look, we've seen quarterbacks in the past when they get older, like Peyton Manning, like Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elway, I guess, took it right to the end, really. But we've seen a lot of quarterbacks, they just fade, right? Like, they just drop off. Mm-hmm. Cousins looks like a guy who thinks he's 40. Like, I don't know yeah. what in the world is happening here that he has faded so quickly. Is it just a matter of no, is he knows that the coaching staff doesn't have faith in him? And so, therefore, when he's back, he tries to make these different decisions and he's not being the same guy who he was. I have no idea. We talked about him not being startable in a 12-team league. How about being ownable in a 12-team or 14-team league? What in the world, man? By the way, give credit to the Bears. Played great defense, won the game. Oh, sure. I thought Minnesota would at least punch somebody in the face at some point. That was <laughs> that was as poor a performance from any team that I've seen so far this year in the Who'd NFL. Have, who'd have thought Vikings fans would be waiting, clamoring for Case Keenum to come back? Can we please get Case Keenum back? Oh, my Maybe. goodness. Hey, let me tell you, six. But sacks. he's making so much money. I, they can't I understand. Anywhere. Well, but now, yeah, I think if everyone has a better indication of why Gruden and the Redskins did not want to really cash in long term on him, there must be something there that they recognized and saw that they that other teams looked at and said, "Hey, put this guy in a better scenario; he could be really good." And they saw is, "Hey, this guy's got a lot of deficits, and it's not a good long term investment." Now, what they've done with that investment, I don't know. We'll see. Haskins getting the, the ball this week was crazy. It was a stupid thing to do, but we'll get to that later on. But yeah, he turns the ball over way too much, Cousins. He's overthrowing guys. He had Thielen there for an open touchdown there, basically, and he overthrew him, which would have been a huge difference maker in this game in terms of momentum, that play. But yeah, I mean, the Bears defense should get all the credit in the world, and everybody looks bad against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers looked pretty bad against the Bears, too. But look, it's 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 over. It's done. In fact, it's so bad for Kirk Cousins that I think defensively all year in fantasy, you should be looking to stream against them. That's how much I think Kirk Cousins is fallen off and how you can target against him all year yeah huge huge disappointment for me i took minnesota yesterday and immediately regretted it and thought like what was what am i doing like like this team just burns me whenever i take them and quarterback play is so important when chase daniel came in i'm like okay great pick Uh, not so much all right uh third down uh nobody better than mccaffrey in fantasy wow like at this point not only is he the number one overall pick in a redraft if you were going to do it right now joe but there's just no stopping this guy it doesn't matter if it's uh, Cam Newton or Kyle Allen or Debbie Allen or whoever's quarterbacking <laughs> Carolina. I mean, this guy is just like, I don't even know how he is so unstoppable. He's just like slippery. Like, like every time he catches the ball, it makes the first guy miss. He makes the second guy miss. It's like it takes three guys every time to take him down. And he went number two, I, I would say, probably in 90 percent of leagues. And Barkley went number one. But McCaffrey's the clear number one right now. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, we can argue the talent and the raw ability, but. A physical specimen of Saquon Barkley, he is not, but 27 for 93 and a touchdown plus 10 catches for 86. It doesn't get better than that. And I was trying to make a point on Sunday on the Sunday show on uh, the DFS one that Mike Blewett and I do that because Saquon was off the slate, because Ezekiel Elliott was at night, because Alvin Kamara was at night, because basically your main slate, there was no stud running like true stud running back except McCaffrey. He was a guy that it was very easy to go down the board at wide receiver, pick up a guy like Dontrell Inman, uh, pick up somebody like that to make cap space in your lineups for McCaffrey because he is this offense and also there were no other competition at the elite running back tier so why not go all in on him and if he did chances are he hit a lot of pay lines and cash and probably tournaments as well McCaffrey is absolutely out of this world he is him and, and Mahomes right now for all the people who are screaming about regression that they couldn't keep this up or whatever it is 
don't know, man. I don't see it. I see two guys that are leading the charge right now in fantasy, and, and you can make the argument both top five overall picks for sure. Yep. All right, uh, fourth down, we end with a little baseball. We, we're seeing a lot of managers being let go today. Of course, plenty more on that as we go, but a couple of from Sunday. Uh, Clint Hurdle let go by the Pirates, which wasn't a huge surprise. I guess that there was a report that they told him he was staying. I don't know. Well, that'll get, all get sorted out. Uh, but Joe Madden met with uh, Theo Epstein. They both decided, Joe, that it's the end of the line for Joe Madden. I'm sure he'll have no issue finding a job. Brad Ziegler and I talked a l- little bit about this on Friday. Uh, it looks like the Angels, at least according to reports, may even part ways with Brad Ausmus after one year. So a natural fit there. They'll want him. The Padres will want him. And then, of course, he's from Pennsylvania, Joe. So, like, that's he has a restaurant there and everything else. I mean, he's going to have no shortage of places to go, and he'll be the highest-paid manager in baseball in his next stop. And he's a great manager, I think. I love Joe Madden. Joe Madden is a manager of people. He gets the best out of people. And like every other manager at a certain point, there's going to be disappointment, and there's going to be a loss of a message. But in terms of what he did in Tampa, in terms of what he was able to do of getting over that hump for 100 years in Chicago— he deserves all the credit in the world, and I am – look, he should have his pick because he's a great baseball man. It seems like a, a hell of a dude and somebody that you can really turn an organization around with. And on top of which, Clint Hurdle, I have a little inside dope there too because I know the guy who does the podcast at The Athletic and who uh, produces that and works with the beat writers. And he was told, and the beat writers were told by Hurdle and told by other people that Hurdle was staying. And yeah. then 24 hours later, that all came about. So that is that's absolutely true. That's not like a – rumor that was true he was told one thing and then something else changed her at the end so i don't know what's going on there but clint hurdle to me is another great baseball man that i don't think should have a hard time finding a gig somewhere else yeah it'll be harder for him than it will for madden obviously but madden the one thing that's in- so much more talent to work with the, the other yeah that's true uh the other thing with madden is that a team's gonna have to if they hire him give him control you know that's that's part of what he wants and so in chicago they'll now go to a coach that or a manager that will just deal with analytics like that will be handed the lineup maybe david ross maybe somebody else Madden, wherever he goes, wants to be able to do the lineup, wants to be able to make all the changes. Just a you know, different day and age of, of how we're dealing with uh, with baseball. Okay, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll start diving into the NFL games next. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. The Monday Replay. Help you get number. The Monday Replay. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet. DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to 500 bucks. This offer is eligible to all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash play. That is sportsgrid.com slash DK. You must be in New Jersey to take advantage of this offer and 21 years or older. All right, so uh, let's start diving into some of the capsules of the games yesterday. If you missed the beginning of the show, Joe and I, tapped in a little bit to the Buccaneers and Rams, a 55-40 to 40 final, 95 points in this game. On the Tampa Bay side, uh, Winston had one of his best games as a pro because he put up the numbers and they won, although he tried to give it away there at the end of the game. Not really surprising, but 385, four touchdowns, one pick. I shouldn't pick on him too hard. Sean loves him, and so fine. Uh, I mean, what I told him next game, keep an eye out what happens. Five picks, you know, this is what's going to happen with this guy. Uh, Godwin, huge game, 12 for 172 and a touchdown. Evans, four for 89. Ronald Jones started to play Mm. a little bit better for Tampa. So that's a name to keep an eye on as a potential RB2 going forward. But again, uh, the coaching staff has to allow him to do it. But Ronald Jones looks like the David Johnson in the old Arians offense. And then speaking of which, the old Arians offense did not use a tight end, and Tampa Bay is not using it, so O.J. Howard did nothing. Uh, Jared Goff, 517 passing yards. He threw three interceptions. Woods, career high across the board, 13 for 164. Cup, 9 for 124. And as Joe mentioned, he wanted his birthday wish to be Todd Gurley. Uh, well, I would say that mission accomplished in terms of the total points, although he couldn't run the ball and got a lot of garbage uh, catching yards at the end. But listen, we're just a results-based uh, a fantasy is a results-based game. I know there's process involved, but there's also a lot of luck involved too. So absolutely, you will take those 20-plus points that Gurley uh, put up yesterday. So, Joe, that's kind of what happened in that game yesterday. What was your takeaway? 
Uh, one of the takeaways is that, you know, everyone's going to get caught up in all the big passing yards and the giant Godwin game, which was awesome. But Ronald Jones is my big takeaway. 19, 19 carries. That's the number. 19 carries, even though it was still a shootout to a certain extent in this game. 19 for 70 and a touchdown. That is a very, very good thing here. Is Peyton Barber going to still be annoying? Probably, but it, it doesn't matter. And look, there was enough also in this offense for Godwin and Mike Evans. I know a lot of people were worried about that. What are we going to do? And I think exactly, not exactly, but in terms of the share, you're going to see Mike Evans have a couple big plays and you can see him catch five balls or something like that. And Godwin's going to be the guy that catches eight or nine balls. So in the full point PPR, Godwin's going to be equal, but Evans will always have more touchdown upside, I think. However, in this game, obviously, Godwin just torched them. Uh, and look, it was I was loving life this week because many of my wide receiving cores look like this. It's Cup, Godwin, and Cortland Sutton. And yeah, that was a good day you. if you had yeah. those three guys. Yeah, and, and, and the reason why I thought all three of those guys this year could have wide receiver one type games. And that's what you have to look for. Who are guys that can have wide receiver one games? Maybe they're not considered wide receiver ones, but they can put up those numbers a few times a year. And I didn't expect them to do it all in one week. That's great. But I'll tell you what, the other bounce back here for Robert Woods after a quiet week last week, 13 for 164. I know he didn't score, but who cares? And Cooper Cup, I think it was very interesting going into this year that many, many people thought Cooper Cup was a guy that people didn't want to touch because of the knee. And it turns out knees just fine. Looks just fine to me. Every I don't know why people were panicking about that. Every report was good. So bad job there. A lot of people missed out on a great value this year on Cup. Browns 40, Ravens 25, the star of this one and the star of fantasy. Very unlikely that you would have won in fantasy this week if you played against Nick Chubb, who rushed for 165 yards and three touchdowns. In one league, I actually did play against Nick Chubb. And on the other side, I had Godwin, but it still does not look good for me. This week, just too much out of their running back position. Mayfield, 342 and a touchdown. Uh, Landry broke out in a big way, 8 for 167, although he left the game with a concussion. Nothing from Odell Beckham Jr. Lamar Jackson, uh, three touchdowns, 66 rushing yards, still a monster in fantasy any way you slice it. Uh, Mark Andrews scored. Ingram had 71 yards. And yes, the Browns was one of those games where there was just I just didn't get why the Ra- I, I could have easily saw the Ravens winning, but uh, but being seven point favorites in this one just didn't smell right. No, and now I would say that both these teams and look, Baltimore could very easily win nine or ten games and win the division, but so can Cleveland. Cleveland is is going to be an okay team. I don't think they'll be as good as everybody thought, but they also weren't as bad to be this that bad of an underdog in this game. And they ended up putting 40, but let's be honest, a lot of those points were garbage at the end of the game when when Baltimore wasn't getting their fourth downs, but still very impressive. And by the way, Nick Chubb is a huge takeaway from this one. If he wasn't an RB1 before this game, he certainly is now. Oh, yeah. I mean, fantastic performance by him and a team that was desperate. I mean, this was a team that was definitely playing uh, for their season, basically. I mean, you lose this game, you go one and three and you lose to a division opponent like the Ravens. That's a bad thing. But the other takeaway for me is this is not... The Ravens defense of old. I know it's a broken record. I keep saying it, but I'm waiting for somebody. I'm waiting for somebody to, to, to join me in this chorus that it's just not the same. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson has a ton of talent. Yes, he's fun to watch. There's going to be some great games he has against some poor defenses. But at the same time, I am really, really concerned of their ability, especially as you get later into the season, being able to stop good offenses. And it was about time Baker Mayfield, you know, got it together and the press conference afterwards. I don't know if you saw that they asked him, 
can you uh, do you attribute this win to Rex Ryan motivating you? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the most frustrating thing, Jarvis Landry having a huge game, which is most likely on everybody's bench. And now he had a huge game. And if he's in protocol, how confident are you starting him next week, even if he does clear protocol? So oh, it's if he like clears, I mean, no, if he clears, I'm definitely starting this. I mean, how about he Ricky was, Seals he, Jones, too, by the way? In this, game? Yeah, you know what? It was it was an interesting game plan that they had there because uh, Ricky Seals Jones didn't play great. He was just simply wide open. No one was covering him. They just complete the Ravens just completely forgot he existed. I forgot he existed, so I don't blame him uh, for. And, and this is just a good tip for betting and a good tip for just overall thought process in the NFL. In general, when you're coming off uh, a week that the team looks so bad, like they're done, there's always this huge overreaction to that. Yep. And you got to be contrarian. And as soon as that happens, you recognize it and then take that team the next week. That's that's usually the way that this plays out in the NFL. Now, look, there are exceptions to the rule. The Dolphins, the Redskins, there's always going to be those teams that are going to go 1-15 or 0-16, and, and that's going to happen. But you take it like the Colts is probably going to be a good example of that this week. If Hilton comes back, if not, I wouldn't do it. But uh, they look so bad against the Raiders. Oh, no, the Colts are falling apart. And then they're going to there's going to be an overreaction to that. And then they'll probably come out. They may not win, but they'll end up covering the following week. And that's what ended up happening. Certainly with the Browns, it was just the Browns. They they are probably not as good as Baltimore. And they probably should have went into that game as three or four point underdogs. But seven was was a pretty big number, I thought. All right, speaking of the Colts, this was one I was very worried about because I still maintain that Hilton is as important to the Colts as any receiver is to any team in the NFL. When you lose Luck and you lose Hilton, that's your two best players on your team, and the Raiders immediately took advantage of that. Uh, They went up big very fast. Uh, Tyrell Williams had a touchdown. Waller looks fantastic from the tight end position. No doubt he's a tight end one. Jacobs, oh, he's okay at 70 yards. For Indy, all kinds of messes on defense. Percent, three touchdowns, but threw a huge interception in this one. Mack, I believe, got hurt with an ankle, but he didn't do much otherwise. But Hilton, to me, was the big story when he was missing because, yeah, Ebron and Dole scored. But, Joe, if, if you don't have Hilton there and you're counting on uh, Paris Campbell and Zach Pascal, that's just not enough for Jacoby Brissett. He needs to have at least one elite guy and that showed up in a big way, even though they did sort of come back at the end of that game to make it somewhat close. But that was a danger spot for them. And now they're going to have to try and get the I don't I don't think the Colts win without Hilton at all. I think they get whacked the whole year, but hopefully he comes back this week. Uh, so many drops, too. I mean, Ebron had three drops on his own. So he looked like the old Eric Ebron from the Detroit Lions days, but drops everywhere. Drops by Campbell. That did not help. So that was certainly nobody did any favors for Jacoby Brissett and as much as they did miss T.Y. Hilton to me the reason they lost this game was because Darius Leonard was out and nobody seemed to be able to tackle anybody I mean people take for granted what an incredible force he is and what a tackle machine he is I mean that guy's got a motor that's unbelievable he is sideline to sideline he is everywhere bringing guys down and what should be a a four-yard gain for a player turned into like a 12 yard gain every time because there was no Darius Leonard out there. And that's the problem. It's, it's just one of those spots where we lost him and T Y that was too much. And they were still in it at the end. They still were there, but what do we always say about the Colts? They're a good football team, but at a certain point, their margin for error is very thin. So that means you can't miss field goals. You can't miss extra points. And the other thing you cannot do, you cannot do is drop balls. And that's the thing they were doing again. 
Yeah, and and for the Raiders, Joe, there this is one of the hardest teams to to pick in the NFL. You just from a week to week basis, you literally have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to London, I believe, next week, and they're going to take on the Bears. So this is like the Khalil Mack revenge game, and uh, another great example of a team that's like flying super high, and then all of a sudden, you just know that the Raiders are going to come back down to earth. But they drive me crazy, man. Like that's that's one of those teams that I just have no idea. Uh, what to do? Um, let's get to a quick, a couple of news and notes here, just for uh, from earlier. Uh, AJ Green is going to miss at least two more weeks, <clears throat> according to Adam Schefter. So Tyler Board can be safely fired up for the next couple of weeks. So that's a, a good news for him. And uh, Ian Rappaport uh, has said that Colt McCoy, not Haskins is likely to start next week against the New England Patriots. <laughs> so uh, and we will dive more into that coming up a little bit later on the show with Washington, but that's somewhat of a surprise, but not if you watched that game yesterday for the Redskins. So, um, But either way, here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. When we come back next, we'll dive into the Chargers and Dolphins, Giants and Redskins as we just discussed them. Go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. 
Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. The morning line. Of all the position players on the field, the running back, he don't last that long, guys. We know this. The fact that Frank Gore is still doing it to this day is a testament not only to him. Frank Gore has done absolutely nothing but deliver time and time again. Fourth running back, 15,000 career rushing yards. Unbelievable. On his way to the Hall of Fame. Weekday, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia here with you on the show and as we talked about in the previous segment, a uh, a benching of Colt McCoy for the Washington Redskins, and uh, and owning Dwayne Haskins in fantasy is not something that you're going to be happy about right now because it looks like Colt McCoy may end up getting the start for Washington, and I have no offensive stats to deliver to you from Washington's game against the Giants yesterday. In terms of, <laughs> I mean, I just don't. In terms well, of the Giants. On. In terms of the Giants, I didn't feel great about the way they played. I mean, Daniel Jones threw two picks. He you know, turned somewhat in, back into a pumpkin again. Uh, Gallman was great. Let me give him credit. Gallman was great. He was the number one pickup in all of fantasy this week, and he had over 100 combined yards and two touchdowns. So if you were lucky enough to get him and start him, a- absolutely a good job, and I want to make clear on that one. Uh, Sterling Shepard, 76 yards. Ingram, who I have in one of my leagues, he was super quiet. But uh, the takeaway was just very poor quarterback play. On the side of Washington, the Keenum train is officially over. Uh, you know, I did pick up Haskins in that guillotine league with the planning on maybe starting him in the future. I can safely cut this dude. I was worried about this. Like, why? I mean, it may not be Haskins, but he is just he is not ready. The Redskins are just not good. And he is one of those uh, rookie quarterbacks that's just going to need to sit for a while. And I think that was really evident yesterday, Joe. And so. Uh, they'll go to McCoy and and well, why you know, didn't they go that, to McCoy yesterday? Like that's the thing. Uh, why? Uh, maybe he was an active. He maybe he was an active. I don't know. All I know is that an in division game like this, I don't understand why you didn't just plow through with Case Keenum and take your shots. I mean, Keenum's put up a couple games here where he's put up thirty points. So like, what what are we worried about here? I understand it's not always going to be good, but I I don't I didn't understand this at all. And then the fact that, you know, next week you got the Patriots, you know, you have to go to New England to play that defense, which is a ridiculous task to ask a rookie quarterback who you're not confident in to go play. This was this was the end of Jay Gruden as coach of the Redskins. This was to me him getting completely unhinged and he's done. He is officially done. I've tried to make some excuses for him here and there because I think he knows what he's doing, but I think he's officially fried. This was it. He's done. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, there's just no reason to do anything now. It might not even – he might go earlier than that. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason. They play the Dolphins coming up in a couple of weeks. It's it's just – look, it's just not a good football team, and that's, uh, and that's all there is to it. Giants, uh, that was the right pick. Uh, the analysis of, of thinking even Washington could be in this game was just completely off, and, um, and so be it. And so a uh, good job by the Giants. I'll be fading them moving forward, no question about that. I, didn't, I was not impressed at all with them. It's just Washington was just horrible – uh, my guillotine league, by the way, Joe uh, Keenum and Kyle Allen. You can imagine the results there. So I, I, need, I, need, I need 10 points from Boyd tonight. Okay. Five, five for 50. All right. That's, that's doable. What, I think yeah, that's real doable. That's what I need. I need five for 50. 
If tonight. you survive this again, that'd be amazing. E- either that or I need almost nothing, but then Juju can't. The other guy who's right ahead of me has Juju. So if he does nothing and Boyd does anything, I also win. So those are my two shots tonight. We'll check back tomorrow and see if I survive. I just I don't know what to do. I got no quarterbacks. All right, uh, Patriots and Bills. Speaking of no quarterbacks, maybe I'll pick up Matt Barkley this week if Josh Allen doesn't play. But I don't know if I want him either. Chase Daniel. Uh, Maybe. Uh, uh, Josh Allen, no touchdowns, three picks. He did run in one. Frank Gore, who I've told Joe is never going away. He never will. 17 carries, 109 yards. He looked great. Scored a touchdown. Uh, Beasley, who Joe's been on, was pretty good there in a PPR for you. Seven for 75. And for New England, a very rare show where we would start on a Monday saying a complete disaster, fantasy-wise. Like, oh, nothing yeah. happened. Brady, nothing. Uh, the Bold running disaster. back went to Bolden. I mean, I, I couldn't. Uh, I, I mean, it's I was, I was surprised. unmitigated fantasy disaster. It's the best way to put it across the board for the Patriots. And why? Because the Bills defense is for real. That secondary is tremendous. They shut down Josh Gordon, as I told you they were going to. And Edelman is not 100 percent. So you're asking then Edelman not 100 percent to pick up the slack on a defense that hits very hard and a defense that knows how to cover. And there's not a lot of guys out there that cover as well one-on-one as the bills guys and the safeties are terrific there they are they really are and i and i look josh allen got knocked out of this game and at the end that could have been the difference maker but on the other side of this let's not lose sight how good the patriots defense is either because i know the bills offense isn't prolific by any stretch of the means but at the same time Jackson with the two picks and the fumble, uh, not the block punt, I should say. My apologies that they ended up picking up and scoring. Slater ran it in for a touchdown. You had McCourty with another pick. He's got a pick in every game this year. It's unbelievable. That's a secondary, too, that does not get enough credit between Gilmore, McCourty. Uh, Jackson's been outstanding. So, look, this was going to be a defensive punch-in-the-mouth, grind-out kind of game. And at the end of the day, McDermott panicked. He should have kicked the field goal. I said it when it was happening. My cousin was watching the game. I said, I can't believe they're not taking the points here. He didn't take the points. What happened? Yep, they went up there and threw a pick in the end zone, and that was it. And look, they had a shot at the end, too. It's just, look, in these kind of games, you always take the points because you don't know one bounce of the ball what could happen here. And I think the big takeaway going forward is be very careful of starting people against the Bills defense the rest of the season because they're going to shut down a lot of wide receivers. Titans beat the Falcons 24 to 10. I mean, in just one of the least surprising results, like if, if, if Atlanta would have won 31 nothing, I would have said, yeah, that makes sense. If they, <laughs> lost, if they would lose 31 nothing, that also would make sense because no one has a bead on Atlanta. No one has a bead on Tennessee. It, these are two impossible teams to figure out on a week to week basis. Perhaps the two, but along with the Raiders, maybe those three teams are the most impossible teams to determine what's going to happen in a game. Because if I showed you the Atlanta Falcons stats after the game, Matt Ryan, 397 passing yards. Uh, Freeman couldn't run again, but 72 rece- receiving yards, eight receptions. Hooper, nine for 130. Oh, Julio didn't do great. You would say, oh, maybe the Falcons won. No, they got killed. 24 to 10. Uh, Titans show up. Mariota throws three touchdowns. Henry just plugs along with his 100 yards every single week. And then one of the hot names, I think, maybe the hottest name in all of fantasy that's going to get picked up this week, Joe, because he's he's starting to become a lot more interesting is A.J. Brown, who had three catches for 94 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you want to yell and scream about Jay Gruden and you want to yell and scream about anybody else, Joe, you should be yelling and screaming about the Falcons coach. Oh, yeah. How about I yell and 
This guy yeah. should be at the top of the list, man. How like, about how the world about this this team that is the worst tackling team in football too? You want to talk about a team that does not want any part of anybody? I, you know, you watch the Falcons on a weekly basis. And I give my buddy Chris a hard time about this. Chris McConnell, who's uh, been on my shows a ton, who's a great fantasy mind. He <laughs> He's a big Falcons fan. And every week it's the same thing. You can watch every time they got to go square up and tackle somebody. The lack of effort, the arm tackling nonsense. And that's why A.J. Brown had such a big game. Because, of course, Derrick Henry is going to eat because Derrick Henry, nobody wants to tackle that guy. You could take three guys and bring that guy down anyway on a good day. But from the receiving standpoint, A.J. Brown is no small dude. And they wanted absolutely no part of him. They just got blown out. And anytime you're going to have a size matchup on top of that, going forward, this is another thing you have to target against the Falcons, whether it be in DFS or whatever it is. I don't care if it's not a prolific offense. I don't care if it's even a very good offense. I don't care if it's Marcus Mariota, quarterback. If they've got pieces that match up, big, strong wide receivers, big, tough running backs, they are going to steamroll that defense because they tackle no one. It's a shame. They have a lot of talent on that team. I know Keanu Neal's out again for the year, but I, I just... Well, that doesn't help. But but, it, but I could easily see Atlanta, like, you know, give put them against New England or Kansas City, and I could see them winning. Like, it's it's that kind of team that they're just so Jekyll and Hyde. It's so impossible to predict. And they show up and play very well against Philly. It looks like Philly's on their way back, too. And then in a game like this at home... And the stands looked like empty yesterday too for Atlanta. So um, yeah, this is this is kind of headed downhill uh, pretty quickly. We'll see if there's some changes there. Maybe they make that's a team that could make some trades at the trade deadline. So uh, we'll see what happens as we move forward there. Uh, Jaguars and Broncos, uh, interesting finish here because the Broncos led seventeen to three, and I thought, wow, this is another home game at Mile High that they win because they're so good there. And then shockingly, their defense fell apart in this one. Leonard Fournette, a rare stat line these days in the NFL, 29 yards, uh, 29 carries, 225 yards on the ground for Fournette, who was an absolute beast, especially in the second half. Gardner Minshew came back and helped them. He threw two touchdown passes, although those probably didn't help you in fantasy unless you started him. The receivers were a little random there. And uh, Jags come back to win the Broncos 26-24. I'm not sure how they really lost this one in watching that game. It was so weird. Uh, Manuel Sanders, five for 104. Uh, Sutton had a nice game. He had two touchdowns in this one. Hopefully that's the sign of things to come for him. Uh, Lindsey, very quiet, 53 yards. Uh, nothing from Royce Freeman. Uh, Flacco, 300 yards. Denver's 0-4. And, and, and of course, we could go. We could talk about coaches and all of these things for sure. I know you hate uh, Doug Marone, but he's going he's gonna to survive. He's a good coach. It, will Vic Fangio survive, man? <laughs> this is, like, is going to be a one and done for this guy. Like <sighs> two and 14 know. for Denver? I feel like you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, Denver keeps looking up every week and go, how do we lose this game? <laughs> I mean, like, they, like they have an yeah, opportunity. They should have beat the Bears, too. Yeah. They, every they, week they they should, I don't know if they should have beat the Packers last week. They should have had that game should have been a lot closer than what it was. They just gave that game to them. So I I am very concerned for Denver, man. If they're not winning their home games in September, they're definitely not winning their November ones. No, this is this is not a good look then uh, for them at all. You got to win these home games if you're Denver. That's your advantage because we know you're not a good road team anyway. Um, but yeah, Cortland Sutton's a big positive to take out of this one. Also, it was nice to see Noah Fant getting a little bit involved in the offense, catching a touchdown there too. Jacksonville is a team that struggles against the tight end, so keep that in mind, DFS players, as you're going forward because this is a, a trend now. And I thought this would be a fascinating thing to see if I didn't have the guts to start him anywhere. Believe me, I didn't. But if Noah Fan had a touchdown or a decent outing, 
that was very telling of just where they're at against the tight end. And he did. He caught a touchdown, and that's what you're looking for. Ramsey was out of this game, but still, I mean, the fact they came out of the W, the only other thing I would take away from this game, Craig, is D.D. Westbrook did have five catches for 66 when a lot of people who had high hopes for D.D. Westbrook along with Foles, and he's been kind of a persona non grata with Minshew. This was a nice thing to see. Now, I don't know if there's carryover, but at least it's a little bit of a positive. He's been buried on your bench. Maybe as we hit bye weeks here, maybe you can throw him out there. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing with Minshew is that, uh, you know, Chark was the guy for a few weeks and, and he just seems really hell bent on spreading the ball around, which is really good. It's just hard to predict in terms of fantasy. But this is one of those games. Give credit to the Jaguars. They played back to back weeks, a game against Tennessee that they were dogs, uh, dogs again on the road against Denver, and they've won both of those games. They'll be favorites in some games eventually, but uh, certainly uh, Jacksonville is in the mix, at least in the AFC in terms of the playoffs. We'll see if they end up getting their long way to go, but a good start for them. And by the way, beating that ge- uh, beating Tennessee a couple weeks ago will be huge if they have to fight them out for the final spot or something like that in the AFC playoffs. Okay, we'll take a brief timeout here on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next, what we're going to do is tell you a little bit about what happened in the 64 points scored by the Chiefs and Lions. We'll also have a Monday night football preview, an injury report. Still got plenty more to come here on FNTSY on Fantasy Sports Today, so stay tuned. The best of the first hour is coming up next. And for those of you who are listening to the show live on the iHeartRadio app or even our FNTSY app, also don't forget if you can't catch our show for any reason, Just download the Stitcher app and Stitcher plays our podcast back for you every single day or better yet, just go to iTunes or Android or Google Play. Subscribe to our show. Please give us a good rating. Five stars would be preferable. And then each and every day, as soon as the show is over, our producer, Sean Guastamacchia, gets this thing up into the cloud somewhere. And then that gets sent back down to you. It goes right to your phone, your uh, laptop, or even your iPad or any kind of tablet that you have. And you can listen to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uninterrupted and commercial free. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Best of then hour number two. Don't go away. Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger, and now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for 
for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. No one has a beat on Atlanta. No one has a beat on Tennessee. It's, these are two impossible teams to figure out on a week-to-week basis. Perhaps the two, but along with the Raiders, maybe those three teams are the most impossible teams to determine what's going to happen in a game. Because if I showed you the Atlanta Falcon stats after the game, Matt Ryan, 397 passing yards. Uh, Freeman couldn't run again, but 72 rece- receiving yards, eight receptions. Hooper, nine for 130. Oh, Julio didn't do great. He would say, oh, maybe the Falcons won. No, they got killed. 24 to 10. Uh, Titans show up. Mariota throws three touchdowns. Henry just plugs along with his 100 yards every single week. And then one of the hot names, I think, maybe the hottest name in all of fantasy that's going to get picked up this week, Joe, because he's, he's starting to become a lot more interesting is A.J. Brown, who had three catches for 94 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you want to yell and scream about Jay Gruden? And you want to yell and scream about anybody else, Joe? You should be yelling and screaming about the Falcons coach. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. This, how about this, guy, yelling, should, this yeah. guy should be at the top of the list, man. How like, about how yelling and scream about this, this team that is the worst tackling team in football, too? You want to talk about a team that does not want any part of anybody? I, you know, you watch the Falcons on a weekly basis because, of course, Derrick Henry is going to eat because Derrick Henry, nobody wants to tackle that guy. You could take three guys and bring that guy down anyway on a good day. But from the receiving standpoint, A.J. Brown is no small dude. And they wanted absolutely no part of him. They just got blown out. And anytime you're going to have a size matchup on top of that, going forward, this is another thing you have to target against the Falcons, whether it be in DFS or whatever it is. I don't care if it's not a prolific offense. I don't care if it's even a very good offense. I don't care if it's Marcus Mariota, quarterback. If they've got pieces that match up, big, strong wide receivers, big, tough running backs, they are going to steamroll that defense because they tackle no one. 